There's a word from the Lord this morning as we uh, prepare to get into the text. Let me preface that by saying on last week, God gave us an assignment. He gave us a message entitled From Clutter to Clarity. And I said to you as I was introducing the message on last week, that the message last week was to prepare us for the new series of messages that we will begin today. That new series is, this new series is simply entitled Just One Word. And here's what God says. He says, too long our minds have been cluttered with too many other things. Our spirits have been cluttered. Our spiritual arteries that goes to our spiritual heart has been cluttered with too many different things. And we have had no focus because we lost focus. And so God, in putting together this series some time ago, he gave me the foundation for this series months ago. He says, I want you to start a series concentrating on one word per week. Just one word. We're going to all think, pray. We're going to apply that word to our lives, learn more of it, let God speak. Because what, what I've realized in my own personal lives was that I could not get what God was saying to me because I allowed too many other things to speak to me. And God says, when you get rid of the clutter, when you narrow your focus, I can enhance your clarity. And I will show you things through that one word, one week, a different word. And I'll bless you in ways that you've never been blessed before. So my prayer is that this series would bless you. To those of you that are viewing us virtually, share it with others. And that you will embrace the simplicity of just one word. With that in mind, I invite you to stand to your feet as we read our text for today's message. The first message in this brand new series. The text is found in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 to 21. We're reading this morning from the New King James Version. Once again, this series is entitled Just One Word. Hear the reading of God's holy text. Verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we ask God's blessings on his reading and the hearing of his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from this one word subject. And the word is empowered. Empowered. Someone just help me say empowered. Empowered. Do me a favor and just touch yourselves. Put your hands right here on your heart. And say empowered. Empowered. We have chosen this word empowered to begin this brand new series. Why? Because the word empowered conveys a sense of authority. The word empowered conveys a sense of power that has been granted or bestowed. In fact, the definition of the word empowered 
uh, is defined in Merriam-Webster's dictionary as to have been given power or official authority to. The key to all of this is that it has been given to you. It has been granted to you. It's not something that you earned or you achieved or you purchased. Empowered me, it has been bestowed upon you. It is an adjective of the word empowered. And it conveys a sense of authority, a sense of power. That has, and the key is that it has been granted or bestowed upon you. Now, there aren't many words, in my opinion, that better describe our privilege as believers than this word empowered. If you were to ask me if there's one word that will uh, summarize or describe the privilege we have as children of God, as faith walkers, as believers, what would that be? There are perhaps many, but this word empowered would be at the top of the list. For I contend, it is my opinion, that many of us do not take advantage of the power and the authority we actually have been given as the children of God. You've heard it before when people say you are living beneath your privilege. You've heard it before when people say you are living beneath the authority you have been given. Uh, the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 came to himself. First thing that he realized is that why am I in this pig pen? When my father have hired servants that have answered to me that are living better than I am. Living beneath our privilege. Perhaps a good example of the power that is given to us is best portrayed in the gospel which has been recorded by St. Matthew's chapter 16 and verse number 1. You know the story, but let me set the content for the context uh, of this scripture. So Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? He asked his disciples, tell me, what are people saying about me? And they replied, some say you are this, some say you are that. Then Jesus brought it home and said, that's fine, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. There's a higher power that revealed that to you. And he said to Peter these words, he says, but thou art Peter. And the word, the Greek word Peter and rock, Petra and Petra are similar. He says, and, and he says, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. But this is the part that I want you to see. He goes on to say these words in verse 5, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. In other words, Peter, I am going to give you authority. I am going to empower you. And I'm going to give you the keys to open some things on earth. To bind some things on earth. To loose some things on earth. Now note what the text says that is so profound is Jesus did not say Peter whatever I bind on earth but he said I'm going to give you the authority to bind it 
I'm going to give you the authority to loose it. And if you have the faith to exercise your authority, and if you says, I bind this in the name of Jesus, uh, the Lord said, I'll bind it in heaven. And if you lose some things on earth, if you tell the demons of depression, the demons of trying to tear your family apart, turn my family loose. I'll loose it in heaven. That's authority. Woo! That's power. That's why we stand on the word of God. And the old folk used to plead the blood of Jesus and call on the name of the Lord. And there are folk that used to laugh at them and take it for granted. But a whole lot of us have been delivered today because folk with little education but a whole lot of faith pleaded the blood of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Folk with no degrees behind their name, but they had enough anointing to call the names of their grandchildren and say, in the name of Jesus, loose them. Woo, and heaven had to obey their instructions. Listen, another example of the authority that has been given to us as people of God perhaps is found in the book of Exodus chapter 4. We talked earlier during our prayer about Moses in Exodus chapter 3. But in Exodus chapter 4, when God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of bondage, Moses was timid as chapter 3 demonstrated. And he was unsure. So he asked God for a sign. He wanted a sign to reassure him that the Lord had sent him and the Lord was with him. And I love this verse, Exodus chapter 4, verse 2, the New King James Version uh, says this, the Lord asked Moses this rhetorical question because God already knew the answer. God said, what is that in your hand? <laughs> You're asking me for all of this. What is that in your hand? And to Moses, it was a rod. Ooh. But to God, it was more than a rod. It was an instrument to perform miracles. Uh, Moses thought it just was a shepherd's rod. But God said, this is an instrument that will perform a miracle. And it is already in your hand. Look at verse 17 of chapter 4 of the book of Exodus, New King James Version. Then the Lord tells Moses this in verse 17 of chapter 4. God says, and take this rod that's in your hand with you. In other words, you want the authority? You want the blessed assurance? Use what's in your hand. And everywhere you go, take the anointing with you. Take it with you when you go to work. Take it with you when you go to school. Take it with you when you go in the hospital room. Take it with you when you go in the courthouse. Take it with you everywhere you go. When the enemy comes upon you to eat up your flesh, take your authority with you. You've got the power of God right there in your hand. Now let me finish the story about Moses. Like Moses, many of us are walking around with this power and authority and we don't even know it listen this came all to light in the book of exodus chapter 14 verses 15 and 16 the new king james version uh i want to show you something and we're going to put that scripture on the board exodus 14 15 and 16. you remember what god said to him earlier in verse 17 Take the rod with you wherever you go. You've got to take the anointing with you wherever you go because you may need it. And so in Exodus 14, help me upstairs, uh, verses 15 and 16, the new King James Version, here's what it says. Uh, and so uh, something happens, 15, verse 15, and verse 16, and the Lord said unto Moses, why do you cry 
to me. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. They were at the Red Sea. You know the story. Pharaoh's army was behind them. The Red Sea was in front of them. And the Lord said unto Moses, what are you crying about? I've already given you the authority, Pastor Lawson. He says, it's in your hand. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Verse 16, it says this. Look at what verse 16. He says, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. I told you the power was in your hand. So lift up your, the next time the enemy comes in your house, lift up your Holy Ghost filled hands and tell the devil, you got to go somewhere, but you got to leave here. You got to leave my son's room. You got to leave my daughter's room. In the name of Jesus, anybody ready to use the authority you have? Lift up your hands. Come on, church. Lift it up. Stretch out. Stretch out! Stretch out! Woo! Y'all know. So when I was growing up, the old church used to sing a song, Matt, when trouble rise, storm began to rise. Hold on and learn to. You ain't got no old church members in here. Jennifer, you know that. Hold on and learn to stretch out. See, when trouble rise and storm began to rise, we've got to hold on and learn to stretch out. You've got enough faith to just stretch out. When you get a bad report, stretch out your faith. Stretch out your hand. You have the anointing. you got the power of God in your hand everybody take 30 seconds to give god your best stretch out friends stretch out stretch 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 out your hand stretch out your Woo! stretch it out Y'all, I feel something. I feel God. When you, when you go to work tomorrow, walk in it. When that demon that's been bothering you for the last couple weeks come up against you again, don't open your mouth. Just stretch out your hand. You've got the anointing and the authority of God to bind it and it will be Bow, clap those hands and give God your best praise. Listen. Woo. Listen. Let us turn to the text. And as we turn to our text, <laughs> Woo, stretch out what's in your hand. I'm stuck right there for a moment. Ah, turn to the. How many of you got some power in your hand? Ah, stretch out. Next time you get sick, don't wake Pastor Lawson up. Just use what's in your hand. You don't have to call anybody. Just pray for yourself. You got enough anointing to lay hands on your own self and say, in the name of Jesus. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody got enough anointing, enough faith to know that God can do what he said he would do? Listen, in this incredible text that is found in the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul writes this text uh, somewhere, and this is very significant to the meaning of the text, somewhere between the year 60 and 63 AD. And I said to the congregation this morning, this is important not just to show you my historical knowledge of the text, but to put it in context. The year 60 to 64 AD in first century Christianity was known as the most tumultuous time, perhaps, of that era. Nero was a terror. Nero, the emperor of Rome, wreaked 
havoc on the lives of Christians. They were sewn up in sheepskin and put in arenas to be eaten alive by wild animals. They were stoned to death. They were beheaded on what is now infamously known as Nero's chopping block. Uh, they lost their lives. But Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, but their faith never wavered. So Paul writes this epistle to the believers in the city of Ephesus, known as the Ephesians. And Paul, although he was in prison, uh, he writes of how God is working out his purpose on earth through the church and through believers. Paul begins this by reminding these first century believers of how blessed they were despite their hardships and struggles. He writes in chapter 1 and verse 3, the NIV translation puts it this way. Paul says, praise be to God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says. Who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. In other words, you have all the blessings you need to overcome anything you're going through. Paul then writes in chapter 3, verses 14 through verse 19, he speaks of how he prays for these believers every day. How he prays, Mother Jackson, for their strength. He prays for their empowerment. In fact, he writes this word in verse 16. Once again, the NIV translation. Paul says, and I quote, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. Somebody say with power. Through his spirit. And here's the part that I want you to pay close attention to. He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. In other words, I'm not not praying for your flesh. I know we all pray, God touch my body. But Paul said, my prayers are something greater than your body. uh, Because this body will eventually decay. But my prayer is that as your body fades away, that God will, because see, Paul knew that some of them would die a horrific death. But Paul says, my prayer is that God will give you inner strength. Too many of us are concentrating on the cosmetic outward appearance. And we forget that if we're going to make it, it is our inner strength. It is that fortitude. It is uh, that strength that's in you that will allow you to stand up to the enemy and say, if I perish, let me perish. It is that inner strength that says, although your body is racked with pain, you still praise God. Although you've got the limp and hop to church, you come to give God a praise because your inner strength is greater than your outward condition. Can I praise God? Anyone know you've got more inner strength than you have issues going on on the outside? All of us got some outward issues going on in our lives. Oh, but that inner strength, that inner strength make you laugh when you know you ought to be crying. That inner strength give you joy when you ought to be somewhere locked in a room pulling out your hair. That inner strength says, don't judge me by how I look, but know what's going on inside me because the God that's in me is greater than every demon that's working against me. Anyone pray for inner strength? I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anyone praying right now? Lord, strengthen me from the inside out. Come on, Zion. Come on. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me from the inside out. Oh, don't be slaving. Yet will I trust them. 
anyone got some inner strength all of the folk with inner strength lift those hands and say strengthen me Lord empower me ah yeah 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 Paul says I pray that God strengthen you with power through his spirit see we have been praying for the wrong things and this I realized a long time ago because my physician has told me and others have said to me you got a chronic back pain illness and I know if God doesn't heal it he's still able and here's what I I want Paul's testimony I went to God three times Paul said and I prayed for this thorn in my flesh but God said to me, my grace is sufficient in your time of need. So my prayer is if I've got to wake up every morning in excruciating back pain, I still will give God a praise. Listen, I, I made up my mind. I'm not bragging, but this is what I said. I've been pastoring 25 years, Pastor Lawson, and in 25 years I've missed one Sunday because of illness, and that because I had meningitis and couldn't get out of the bed. Every other week I refuse to let the devil get any glory. I don't care what's going on. I know how to preach in pain. I know how to pray in pain. I know how to rejoice in pain. Anybody know how to give God your best praise despite of what you are going through? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Inner strength. Inner And so, my brothers and sisters, Paul goes on to now write these most powerful and profound words that are found in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Whew. He writes these words. And if there's any passage of scripture that ought to be highlighted in your Bible, on your phone, thanks to technology, you can highlight it on your phone. If anything you ought to highlight, you ought to highlight this text. Now to him. Woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. Woo. Now, not to the church, not to the pastor, but now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen three key insights from this passage and we're done. Three key insights. Insight number one is this. God is able to do far more. Take a picture of it. You've got to take it down, write it down because the word empowered is the word for this week. And you here is what backs it up. God is able to do far more than anything we can ask or imagine. In other words, the old church, Deacon William T. Moore, would put it this way. Uh, there is nothing too hard for God. <laughs> Anybody believe that? I love the old church because you will go to the old mothers of the church and you will complain and they will listen to you for 15 and 20 minutes and then finally Mother Lord and Mother Anderson, Mother English will say, baby, ain't nothing too hard for God. In other words, dry your tears up, hold your head up high because the God we serve is able. Anyone know God is able? Can you wave those hands? 
and say, God is able. That's the first insight. The first insight can be summed up by simply saying, there is nothing too hard for God. For he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think. Here's the key. Here's the second key insight. Second key insight. God will use us. Don't miss this. In other words, God will use people of faith to do these extraordinary and amazing things. How will these things get done? Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm about to speak to you. Our problem is that we have been looking for God to send his help to do these things. And God says, I am going to empower you. <laughs> Here it is. So that you will be able to do extraordinary and amazing things. In other words, we have been empowered for greatness. Ah, uh, because the text says, I'll work it through you, through the power that's at work through you. And so the only help you're going to get is the anointing that's already on your life. Ooh. Don't expect God to send an angel from heaven because God says you have been empowered to do this. You shall speak and it shall be done. You shall bind and it shall be bound. You can say stop and the enemies of hell got to back up. Oh, I, who am I preaching to? You got the power. You have the anointing. You have the power to declare and decree a thing and it shall be done. Anyone know you have the power? Come on, you have the power. Wave your hands at somebody and say you have the power. Come on, you have it. You have it. You have it. You already have it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Woo! I feel like putting a praise right there. I feel like putting a praise. You got 30 seconds to give God your best praise right now. Thank you for the power. said thou shalt declare a thing Woo! how many of you have the faith to declare something over your family come on uh, elder Fred Kersey 
powerful ministry of our church's ministry. We need more people who are empowered to declare something over your family. Some of you have children that are going off to college for the first time. And I know the enemy is in your mind telling you about all the demons they're going to confront. But when the demons go to the different rooms, they're going to go by your son and daughter room and they're going to see the blood and they're going to pass over. Woo! Ah, yeah, oh, I got to get up out of here. Uh, anybody know, anybody know what God is getting ready to do? Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Stand to your feet. We've got one more in sight. Get ready. Woo! Mm. Speak it. Declare it. And here's the last one. Here's the last final insight. Take a picture of this. God's purpose for empowering us is not so that he can build a better Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Let me let you in on something. God can care less about the legacy of Bibleway. God can care less about the legacy of Dara Jackson or Bishop A.C. Jackson because God's legacy far exceeds the legacy of any local church. Sure. And God has to remind me that I empower you. See, he, here's the problem. We are living in such a self-centered time that folk take God's power to elevate themselves. All you have to do is go on social media and see all of these self-appointed, no-anointed, self-grandizing prophetess and prophetess that have already declared themselves to be the greatest thing since Moses and Isaiah. And God says, it has never really been about you. Ooh. Listen to what God says. God's purpose for empowering us. I want every church leader under the sound of my voice, virtually listening by radio, wherever you are, I need you to get this. This is not so that we can get the glory. One of the reasons I am adverse to anniversary celebrations, all of these great individual celebrations, is because we take the attention off where it really needs to be. It is really so that God can be glorified. Ooh. Uh, the old church says, when you see me walking right, <laughs> Y'all don't know anything. When you see me talking right, when you see me doing my best, it is God using me. He used my hand to do the working with. Everything you as an individual accomplish because you have been empowered is so that God can get to glory. Ooh. And I've learned this, I've learned this, because I will confess to you, it was my natural inclination as a young pastor, particularly a young pastor who specialized in the field of public relations and marketing, I thought it was my obligation, Deacon Carlos, to promote this ministry, get it out there. God says, it really has never been about your ministry. It has to always be about me. Ah. And so God says, if you don't mind who gets the credit, God will always get the glory. Ah. And so the last, and that's why I had to slow this down. I want you to hear this. The last key insight, God's purpose for empowering us is so that he will be glorified. Look at how the text ends. Not just for this age. Whew. Look at the text. Not just for this generation. Whew. The text says it is so that God can be glorified to all generations and for generations to come. And when Mother Jackson's great, 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 great grandchildren 
or say, they say to God be the glory. <laughs> For generations to come, and people will forget our names. They will certainly forget our titles, but they will never forget our God. God will empower us to do some incredible things. As we end this service and we prepare for the altar, Diedrich Hatton wrote this powerful song simply entitled, He's Able. Eyes haven't seen, neither ears have heard. The things he's prepared for them who love him. He shut the lion's mouth for Daniel, parted the sea for Moses. But this is the part I like. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise he's made to you. Listen to this church. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Woo. Someone shout, he's able. The altar is open for those who feel comfortable coming. Keep your masks on as we walk down the aisles and come right now. To those of you who are joining us virtually, make wherever you want to your altar. Woo. God is calling you right now. Woo. God wants to empower you for this week. Ooh. Uh, God wants Christian Williams and praise and worship team comes right now and tell her, listen. Exceedingly yeah. Abundantly. Ooh, uh, above all. Above all things. That we collect or think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
God just dropped these words in my spirit to the team upstairs follow me I apologize for this but God just put it in my spirit I want you to put these words on the screen in quotations you can do this exclamation mark quotation you can do this who, uh, who am I preaching to give him time to do it Chris and come on and tell him he's able uh, picture of those words you see that on the screen that is for someone today God told me to put these words thank you upstairs God says put this on the screen you can do this now keep that right there let me read this scripture again uh, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly all we may ask or think according to the power that's at work in us somebody help me shout you can do this come on put your hands right here and say you can do this you can do this you can do it you can do excuse me but I'm hearing from God says maybe there's someone this week who's contemplating a business opportunity and the enemies are speaking in your mind so you don't have the money you don't have the backing you don't have the skills you can't do this all week the word is empowered and I want these words to be ringing in your ears you can do this Maybe there's someone who wants a promotion on your job and the enemy says don't even apply for it because you know you can't do the job. Tell the devil you are a liar. Tell him I can do this. <laughs> Anybody know what you can do? You put your hands right here on your heart and say you can do this. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you've got to speak to yourself because he's able. Come on and tell he's him he's able. able. that's working in us and why are we going to be able to do it so that God can be glorified God says I'm gonna make you the best business person you can be 
not so that you can get the glory so that God can get glorified when folks see what God did with you with no money no backing how in the world could you have done this because God was on your side close those eyes in order for you to do it in order for you to be empowered you need a relationship with God if you don't know him if you're not plugged up to the power source you can't do it you need a power source you need a power source somebody told me I, I was contemplating buying a home generator Deacon Carlos Mays and so as I was doing my due diligence the vendor reminded me, they said it's doing a storm when the power goes off. And the vendor said to me, you do know the power is not in the light switch. <laughs> Who am I talking to? The power is not in the light switch. The power is in what generates the power to go to the switch. So I says, I got you, God. Even, even if dominion energy goes down, if I've got a home generator, that means I've got my own power to generate electricity in my own house. How many of you need a generator following you around? And if anything goes wrong, you have a power source, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Close those eyes. Father, we thank you. We thank you for reminding us that we are empowered. The one word for this week is empowered. In the midst of everything that we may experience, remind us that we have been empowered. In the midst of all the challenges that we may face, remind us that we can do this because we have been empowered empowered by you for you mm. not empowered by ourselves and not for ourselves we have been empowered by you for you so that you can get the glory and Lord I'm thanking you in advance for those that will come through difficult situations on this week on this week Someone will face obstacles and hardships and trials. Whew. But they're going to come out with all power. They're going to come out knowing that God is a way maker. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that knows is so said amen. Somebody say empowered. There are numbers on the screen to those of you that are viewing us virtually. Amen. To those of you that are here, elders and ministers are in the back. If you want to join the church, if you want to learn more about this ministry, if you just need someone to touch and agree and pray with you, ooh, amen. There are elders and ministers that are in the back to pray with you and to pray for you. Remember, there could be no power from the switch if there's not a power source, let the Lord our God become your power source. As we stand for the benediction, I want to remind you of our vision offering and say a very special thank you to those of you. For we issued a challenge on last week to close out the year strong. You accepted that challenge. In fact, my heart was made so glad. Before service this morning, one of our deacons brought me an envelope. And in that envelope, there was five money orders. And each one of the money orders was for $21. And it was the same wonderful lady who works as a cafeteria cook at a middle school who's been sowing seeds for her grands. And she says that I've missed the past several weeks, but I want to touch and agree. 
my heart was touched. I had to write her a, a personal note this morning and says, thank you. Uh, because I, I, I felt as if, and I feel as if, I know you can use those funds for so many other things. But she's doing it not because we're begging her to do it or because we're putting pressure. But she said to Deacon Chris to say to Pastor Jackson that I'm sowing into the future of my grandchildren. Ooh. And I said to her, God is able. Ooh. I want all of us to accept that challenge, to be a part of the vision. Because what God is getting ready to do is greater than anything that God has already done. Very shortly, we're going to unveil some wonderful things concerning what is going on through the vision. And I said earlier this morning that I want so bad to share them early, but I can't. Uh, but by the second Sunday in November, we would produce a video. We're going to outline four to five different projects that we are going to begin the end of this year or the first of next year. Who would have believed in the midst of a pandemic God will allow us, listen to this, listen to this. And God spoke to me late last night. God says, do you realize I'm going to do more during these pandemic years than what was done in any of the previous years, even when there wasn't a pandemic? And I said to the enemy, take that. <laughs> I said to the devil, take that. Only God can take something that perhaps was meant to destroy us and use it to bless us. Thank you for trusting God. Finish strong. $7 a week for the rest of this year. Dedicate that and watch God bless you in a powerful way. Join us next Sunday. Second word of this series. Ooh, and I'm not going to say it until next Sunday. I wait then. Second word of this series. That God is going to bless us with. Lift those hands. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us. Now, tomorrow, and forevermore. Lord, help us to remember as we leave this place. Help us to surround ourselves with this word empowered. When the enemy comes against us or our families or anything that we set our hands to do, remind us that we can do this because we have been empowered by you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And all the children of God said amen, amen, amen. He's able. Yes, he is. Come on. Oh. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.